0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: I was slipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my
1: computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen.
2: Something that I still
0: haven't seen But maybe one day we can try to watch the rest So Robert and Chappelle,
1: give it your birth. Yeah, that's
2: right. Nothing But Netflix is back to talk about one of the top movies on Netflix. It's called Players. And now here he is. Is he a
3: player? I don't know. Let's find out. It's Chappelle. Nah, nah, nah. I don't. I don't play games. Games are for recess, and I'm grown as hell. So, yeah. uh, I'm it's not for me. Now, a lot of this stuff in this in this movie was not for me. Uh, I, you're too damn old to be acting like this at some point. But I have thoughts about the film altogether. Rob, do are, do, do you consider yourself a player? We know you played games <laughs> in the past. Uh,
2: maybe uh,
3: a Survivor player. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. yeah. There was some Survivor-ness in this mm-hmm. film, right? Some of these plays that they were trying to pull off? I guess so. Uh, that A lot
2: of the Survivor plays don't have names uh, like in, in this movie, but this is a rom-com just in time for Valentine's Day. I think it actually dropped on Valentine's Day here on Netflix, and we will talk about it here today. This film stars Damon Wayans Jr. and Gina Rodriguez here together in players, uh, the story of uh, how a group of people who are friends and also spend all their time coming up with elaborate ways to pick up people at bars, suddenly have, find love was right in front of their face the whole time.
3: Yeah. So my thing about this movie, the thing that stands out to me the most, is that these people at least are having a good time. They seem like every day is fun. You know, they come up with these wacky plans. Uh, don't say and fun. Do these things. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, fun is bad sometimes, but fun is good sometimes too. You know, fun might be good depending on who you are. But for me, watching them, I was thinking, my life is not this interesting, and it's not because there's just no interesting things going on. It's because I don't have elaborate schemes and plans that I, you know, enact with all my friends that to do basic normal things. Right? Like, I want to talk to that person across the room. Okay, we need to set up a whole whiteboard and you know, and map out some things and storyboard some stuff just so that we can meet other individuals at a coffee shop it's a lot to do about nothing but at least they look like they were having a good time they were having a blast rob
2: yeah and i think that that's probably the most interesting part of the movie and we'll talk about it but then i feel like that they end up going like in a lot of different directions and kind of forget that that's what the premise of the movie was supposed to be i mean the movie is called players uh but we don't really do, I don't think we even see like I I think we see exactly like one like executed play in the entire. They keep talking about how they're going to do plays and run plays and they do, you know, exactly one in the whole movie. That being said, we'll talk about it here today. Chappelle, you and I just got uh, done talking about the first episode of Love is Blind. Big hit.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh- One of the top things on Netflix, per usual, Mary and Jason covering it on their podcast feed. But, of course, joining us here on Nothing But Netflix to talk about it was great. Um, And it kind of kicked out, our, I guess, our love segment of Nothing But Netflix because we started with Love is Blind and now we're having players. This is a Valentine's Day, uh, you know, kind of just for the occasion, I guess, uh, Nothing But Netflix. In March, we're not doing this, though. We're not doing any love stories in March. Oh, I think you're going to say like St. Patrick's
2: stories, like lucky stories. March sadness. March sadness, (laughs) okay.
3: Yeah, March sadness.
2: But if you want more Love is Blind coverage, uh, check out what Mary and Jason have going on in our Love is Blind podcast feed, uh, which you can find at RobHasAWebsite.com slash subscribe. Okay, let's talk about players, because I really came into this movie being pretty excited, and I felt like the opening premise of the movie, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, this is is a, a fun idea about these people. And they run these pickup games. And so here we go. You have three guys and a woman who are sort of like platonic friends. And just for fun, they help each other run these games to pick people up. I was like, what's the backstory here? Is this a business? Is this something that they do to help other people? Do people like, is this like a hitch situation where, Hey players, can you help me meet this person? None Uh, of this is ever explained in the film.
3: No, they're friends. They've been friends for a long time. They get each other. They understand how each other tick. And they like to do goofy stuff to meet people. Somebody in the film described them as psychopaths that are ride or die for each other. And that's pretty much what they are. They are willing to go above and beyond for the tiniest bit of gags. And, um, you know, and that's it. You know, it's it really what it was. Um, In Hitch, we know that Will Smith's character had a, like, a business, right? He was selling that yes. to, uh, like, this, like, uh, oh, I can help you be desirable and pick up women you and I talked about uh, the pickup artist on the RHP Rewind. Yes. I don't know if you remember us talking about Mr. E. Um, oh, you know, I remember. And, yeah, and we talked about how that was a business. But here, this is 2024 at this point. I guess this is, I probably filmed in 2023. It's not a business. This is just... People probably have been in their phones for so long at this point that it's hard to talk to people in public and make meaningful connections with people without social media. And so this is what these people are just doing. And honestly, like I said, at the end of the day, they're just having a lot of fun. But you're right. We saw probably three play, two and a half plays throughout mm-hmm. the entire film. Uh, we get the opening one, we get the like right after the opening one, another one. And then we kind of get like the not play play later on so yeah not a lot of success from the plays but you get the gist of it very early on but am i out on
2: a limb here of that i felt like that that was the most interesting thing that was going on of that they've got all these different plays of all these different ways that they're going to you know uh get people's phone numbers get people to like go home with each other and we're gonna see them throughout the movie and it was gonna kind of be like we were gonna see like a ton of these capers throughout the film
3: uh, yeah, you were probably looking at it the wrong way because uh, like that's a cool story. The movie but, is literally know, called Players. Yeah, I mean, is it about it, it baseball is, players? It it can, it can hit both of those topics because we really do get into a lot of conversations about baseball as well. You know, um, our lead in the uh in the film, uh, Gina Rodriguez, she plays Mac, who is a sports of writer. And Jane so, the
2: Virgin, fame.
3: Yes. And she she's a sports writer. So players is kind of a double entendre if you if you look at it that way. But yeah, I think that they have that 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 uh hook, you know, to catch you is oh, they're doing all these plays. But at the end of the day, they're gonna realize that the best play is the no play, and you just be genuine to the people that you actually love and see exactly what's in front of you. Um, I guess you could say the same thing about hitch, though. It was like you have a guy who's selling this this thing, but eventually it was like, no, um. The guy from King of Queens is good enough. Just Kevin being himself, James? You know. uh, Doug Heffernan, yeah, him. <laughs> He's good enough just being himself, y'all. He doesn't need Will Smith. And I think here, they see the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're good enough just being them. You don't need plays. Okay.
2: This friend group in the movie, I, I don't even understand what, what's going psychopath. on. So that the psychopath friend group. So you have Damon Wayne's Jr. And then mm-hmm. you also have uh, Gina Rodriguez. And then there's like a third guy. Who's also their friend, They're- and then and then his brother, who's not really their friend.
3: Yeah, so you have Mac, who is Gina Rodriguez, Adam, who's Damon Wayans, and then Brannigan, who is the third guy. And Brannigan is kind of like he's he's in the friend group too. Um, and then he hangs they hang out with his little brother, they call Little, um, played by Joel Courtney. So they have you know it's 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 like a like a typical sitcom friend group.
2: Yeah. You know, a few guys me, and a girl. This feels you like know. that this was a sitcom that they like tried to turn into a movie.
3: Oh, yes, 100%. This could have gone on for, de- you know what this is? This is how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. This, this could have gone on for decades <laughs> of just, you know, every episode is just a a another play. Yeah. Right. Uh, every episode, another play, only to find out in the end that, <gasps> wait, not to spoil it, but. You're right there the whole time. Oh my God, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you know? It was about you the entire time. Like they could have done that, but instead they just condensed it into this one movie. Uh, but yeah, these friends, they've known each other for at least 12 years. I mean, I'm assuming the brothers have known each other their whole lives. Um, mm-hmm. oh, there and was one where have, one of the brothers asked, wait, who? Like your brother? Yeah, <laughs> he did. I sometimes forget I have a brother as well. So it's not, it's not completely out of the ordinary, but yeah, um, they have made just like I guess they bonded over just being goofy and, and doing these plays on people and just being willing to go and do absurd things for their friends. I don't have one friend who would do any of this stupid stuff for me. Not one. You don't? To do all of this? No. Yeah, no? no? Absolutely not. If anything, I'm the friend. I'm the guy who yes. will do the thing. Yeah, if you're like, hey, uh, can you uh, run interference while I go do XYZ and then uh, sneak around back and then call them and then you know, and then uh, meet me outside with a pizza? i like, okay that sounds like fun you know i'd probably do that yeah but no i don't have anybody else in my life who would go to the ends of the earth for me like these people would these people are absurd like they are insane people psychotic mm-hmm. yeah so
2: i don't know if i want to uh, are we going to spoil the whole movie i guess uh Let's b- talk about b- it. spoiler I mean, free talk spoiler about free section yeah. is over okay so in the yeah. end okay Alex uh, and Mac, they get together at the end of the movie. Were you feeling the chemistry between Alex and Mac throughout this film?
3: Um, Yes and no. So there are definite moments throughout the film where they're saying, Adam knows Mac better than anybody in the world. Mac knows Adam any uh, better than anybody in the world. They're hugging each other a lot. He's always there for her. He's her, walking her to the subway. It, it's, al- it's almost like there's a contest to see the, who, of the two of them, who knows the other better. Like, he's kind of like, yeah, I knew you were sad because you were eating falafel. It's like, oh. Well, oh, how'd you know that? Remember that time your mom got sick three years ago? And da 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 da. She's like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then later on, she's like, I know he eats Mikeonics when he's sad. It's like, well, why do you know they're sad foods? It's like, okay, they're telling us that these two people have either a lot in common or that they know each other very well. Now, as far as them just like having like natural on-screen chemistry, it's really hard to tell for me because a lot of the movie Mac is trying to um, pursue a more serious adult relationship. And Adam is dipping off and having a side relationship of his own. So I don't think you have a lot of moments where there's a lot of will they, won't they in the film. It's just kind of like whenever they're together, it's great, but they're apart a lot during the film. Mm-hmm. I
2: felt like that Damon Wayans Jr. didn't seem like he was that excited to be here.
3: I I do not know uh, because I I find this with a lot of Damon Wayans Jr.'s acting. I don't know what the role is he's supposed to be playing all the time Mm -hmm. so when he comes in i'm kind of like oh this is a different look for you it's very versatile but i don't know if it always hits for me like i've seen him in um um was it happy endings he's also in new girl and in new girl i was kind of like in happy endings i was like okay i think this is the guy i think you're supposed to be brad but then i saw this i was like this is definitely not brad i don't think this is you so I don't know. Maybe it's just my personal taste with Damon Wayans Jr. acting, but I love everything. Like, I love to go watch him in different films, but for me, I I, kind of agree with you. It just didn't feel like this one was as lived in as some of the other characters I've seen him play.
2: Yeah, this friend group that stayed together and then seemingly every night ran different pickup games to send somebody in the group home with another person Damon Wayans Jr.'s character, Alex, like, did this Adam. for... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To Adam. <laughs> Adam. Adam
3: did this for like 14 years just to get closer to Mac? I don't know. I think him and Mac tried it out in college. He felt kind of like, ew, because it was a bad time for her. She was very sad. Her mom was getting sick and I think she passed away at that time. And so he was like, "Uh, oh, maybe this isn't... Maybe she's not feeling it. It feels like she's not all in. We're not getting the same, Mac. She was probably depressed. Um, and so he pulled back and so they just kept running the plays. I think at that point he kind of friend zoned himself and while he was like, okay, I guess I'm in the friend zone. Sure. Let's do this. And that, yeah, they have a rotating system where every other night, like every night it's someone else's person, you know? And so uh, today might be max night to go pick somebody else. So they run the plays based on Mac as the quarterback. And then tomorrow might be Adam as the quarterback. And then uh Brandon again, but can't might be the they just
2: go to bar trivia Chappelle? These people don't look like that so
3: that's going to be entertaining enough for them. <laughs>
2: but what, like if, just, he, if he's he's madly in love
3: with her, everybody knows it for 14 years. Twice a week he has to watch her go home with a different guy? He's going home too. Or I, at least they're led to believe that he is. You know, um we see that he does dip off a couple times throughout this movie where he does start dating somebody and brings her around for multiple dates and yeah. people were shocked. People were literally like, "Wait, She's here again. Like, wait, she's here on purpose. You invited her. Like, you told her we were going to be here and then she could come. And he's like, yeah, that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. And and everybody's like, no, not for you. So, yeah, I kind of under the impression that maybe everybody's been going home with people and, and he's not been, you know, he's kind of been every now and then, maybe, <laughs> but he's probably not as committed to this And he just for 14
2: years is. goes through this charade every night of the week to send his beloved home with a different guy just
3: to be in the friend group they're friends he i don't think it was like his his condition of staying in a friend group i think once he decided that there was never going to be anything with with her he said yeah why not Mm -hmm. why not just help her out um couldn't be me but (laughs) that's that's him you know that's what he wanted
2: okay let's talk about uh the Ultimate storyline that uh, they end up getting into, where uh, this friend group—it uh, took me a little while. Where they show up all in like an office. I, I watched the be- the beginning of this like on Friday night with the First Lady of podcasting. So I watched like about like the first like 25 minutes with uh, Nicole. She could not have been less interested. Uh, and then I watched the whole thing again by myself today. But I'm like, what? What? I was so interested of like, what is the backstory here? Like, uh, how did these people get into this? What do they do? And then they go and they work at an office. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, and that they're at the office. And then it turns out that they work at a newspaper.
3: Yeah, they work in local news. I'm assuming they met oh, so. in college in some communication yeah. classes. Yeah, so wait, are they co-workers or are they college friends? Which is it? I think they all went to school for journalism. And they and all work at the same newspaper? Well, not everybody. So uh, Mac and Adam definitely work there. I'm I'm struggling to know if Branigan actually has a job. Yeah, he writes the obituaries. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, there you go. He writes the obituaries and his little brother does not work there at all. He just shows His brother up. does not work um, there. No. So, yeah, the three of them, they went to college. They were, they were going to work for local newspaper, which I mean, Rob, to be fair, newspaper always hiring or mm-hmm. shutting down. One of the two. So this was very true to form as, as far as uh, print media.
2: OK. And so there's a guy named Nick Russell. He comes into the office of the newspaper and he's like some like hoity toity, like political reporter. Mm-hmm. Not well, been- I, I, or like international, like news reporting. He's not reporting on like um, the the primaries.
3: No, 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 no. He's in Syria, you know, mm-hmm. doing the 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 hard hitting coverage. He's also a Pulitzer nominated, um, Pulitzer nominated uh, author as well. So he's like a very big deal. He's got an accent, so he's very fancy as well. He walks in, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's a big deal." But Mac has eyes for him immediately. Mm-hmm. And she's kinda like, okay, what play do I have to run to get the attention of Nick Russell? And so immediately she's got, got, got she circles the team up and they have to get Nick Russell for the one night stand because she wants a piece of it. She says something about a pepper grinder, something like she wants to do something. It's gonna look like she's crying, like she's been cutting onions. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it was I it was, that was the play, yeah. <laughs> You well, know, she said that was the result. That was what she was going. That was the result. I, yeah. Based on that scene, I think she might have got what she was looking for.
2: Yeah, but the the play that they did, they didn't even do anything. It was just like that. They just like she just like stayed out at the bar until the end of the night with this guy,
3: and he yeah, sucks. Uh, this guy sucks. Yeah, Nick sucks. Nick, Nick's the worst. Um, yeah, she she really wants a Nick. She wants him to uh put his uh puck in her goal, or She's something a sports to that Yeah. Yeah, cause she's a sports writer and he's a very serious journalist, and she wants to be an adult. She's like, okay, cool, let's let's do this. So yeah, they make uh, they they go to the bar, they hang out. I guess the friends are kind of like dropping like r- random hints because they want her to seem interesting and you know. So they're they're running like little little mini camp plays, mm-hmm. and um, eventually, she invites him over, or she invites herself over, and he says, cool, let's come. And then so he comes over to the crib and um, they knock over one of his Syrian artifacts before making their way to the Egyptian cotton sheets. And then um, she accomplished her goal. Goal. Goal.
2: Yes. Yes. So look, she likes the Egyptian cotton sheets. Mm hmm. She uh, apparently he's a generous lover. That's what it seems. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then. She's just she, now. She's down bad the rest of the movie.
3: Well, she sees his awards and accolades as well, and you can tell she's impressed by him because she's looking at like, oh, he's a part of like a, a nuclear home. Like she sees pictures of like him and his mom and dad and and stuff like that. Like so, she's looking for the things that he has. Her, we find out that her mom has passed away, so she hasn't had that like familial support. Um, she he's also a very serious journalist. She would like to be taken more seriously, but she's doing local sports, which can be tough. Um, and so she's like, I kind of this this might be next for me. I'm in my 30s. It's time for me to settle down and get a, be a little bit more serious. And so um, that's when she's kind of down bad for him. She says, you know what? I think I don't want this to be a one-night stand anymore. I want to turn what was a play into a long-term relationship. Her goal now, Rob, is to get a drawer in his house.
2: Yes, okay, that's the goal. And the there's some concern of can she reverse this after she's already gone home with him the first night is it possible to turn that into a long-term relationship
3: yeah cuz remember they do a lot of lying and manipulating to get you into that into that one night stand you know the, the that's the whole point of the play they're so like oh yeah my brother did such and such oh you have a brother i do have a brother and then that's a lie. So later on, if you turn this into a long-term relationship, what if the brother conversation comes back up? What if some of the other lies that you brought up comes back up? That's going to be hard to maintain. And so everybody's telling her like, I don't know about this. This is this is pretty reckless. And Adam even suggests, have you tried the no play play? Have you just tried to just say, hey, do you want to be in a relationship? She's like, that's not good enough for this guy. Like, I got to I got to really turn it on uh, because... He's a serious adult and I'm looking for that. And so I got to pretend to be that so that one day I could be in a relationship with him and live happily ever after. Mhm. Yeah. But uh, he, that
2: he sucks so much.
3: He does suck. He's so boring. He sucks. Um and it's like it's like all the fancy things that like sound appealing. I love fancy stuff, don't get me wrong, but I'm also not boring. And so fancy stuff to me is like, oh, it's fancy, but I'm gonna put a little chappelle on it. Uh but he's like, oh, I do wine tastings and reading. Yeah, and but studying. are you like, bougie yeah. though? I, I I I like to pretend I am, but I don't think I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his bouginess is there, it's very like uh it, it's it's very highbrow, but he look, it's like he's looking down his nose at you a little bit. Um, and I don't even think it's him, I think it's more her view of him. It's like, ooh, like I can't possibly talk to this man because he reads and studies. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, girl, get get over yourself. Like, he's all right. He's cool. Yeah. You know, do I ever the give off actor. bougie? No, 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 no. You're you're a salt of the earth type, ain't that they, they call him? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even no, want to no, pretend no. to be bougie.
3: Yeah. You're on look, you're on the blue-collar tribe, I'm on the no-collar tribe. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> like. Wait, this well, man, I think there's a happy man,
2: medium because I think that if like if you are like r- like real blue collar people like are gonna give me a swirly, you know what I mean? But yeah, like,
3: I mean, yeah, you're like hanging on. You're a but rebel. like <laughs> that uh,
2: the real bougie people they don't want me around either.
3: Right, right. I look, the no collar people be looking down their nose at me, cause they're like, uh, "Sir, you bathe?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do actually. Um, <laughs> so, I right, look. You don't have to put yourself into a box, but I do think she put him into one. I think that there's no way that she's gonna see more of him than his awards, his accolades, and his accent.
1: 18 plus.
2: Something we have to talk about here in this film, one of my biggest problems with this entire film is that there is a lot of propaganda about the greatness of the New York Yankees. Disgusting. Yeah. And,
3: and Giants, to be fair. There's a couple Giants. Like, a little bit, This is a, a personal bit. attack yeah. against you, honestly. Rob. Yeah, but the Giants stuff it.
2: didn't bother me as much. Uh, it was mostly talked about like old Giants stuff, but there was, I mean... It was a lot of uh, Yankee uh, greatness and glory.
3: You know, not to sound cliche, but this really was a love story to one of the greatest baseball dynasties of all time. You know, Um, what? It was so whack. I was yeah, exactly. I was like, "What the hell are we doing here?" You know. By the end, she's like, "This is this is what made me this baseball field, these people, the 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 sports legends that were built here, the moments that were." I was like. I think when you were talking about the plays, go back to the romance part. Like, I normally would I normally lean toward this part, but I was just like, I didn't know I signed up for this. Rob, was this this one had to be particularly triggering to you, right? Yeah,
2: look, uh, I think that there was like some part of it that was relatable. That like she has a thesis statement that you know, her big feature that she ends up writing is that she asked a ton of New Yorkers about like the greatest moments that they had watching any of these like professional sporting events. And to a person, what she found in her research was that it wasn't necessarily the things that happened like on the field. It was like little moments that happened with your loved ones that at these games that are the things that you end up treasuring. It's not necessarily all about like what happens on the field. So I thought that that was a, you know, a novel approach to all this, but just too much Yankee talk.
3: It was a lot. It was a whole lot. Um, maybe maybe Nick wasn't a Yankees fan either because he hated her piece about the Yankees. And she put a lot of her personal life into it. Like you were saying, um, the The question is, you know, is it about the sport or is it about the moment you make with the sport, right? Like a lot of people can remember where they were when certain events happened in Sports history, and I think for her, like that was her whole being. She called herself an OG fan. She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm the like I was born into this fandom. I've been a fan forever, and so talking about uh, the New York Yankees is like talking about her childhood and talking about the things that she, the way she grew up. And she told she she wrote this as a way to save her job because um, it's newspaper, and she's been writing about fluff pieces for a very long time. And so she writes this, and she says, "Oh look, I'm dating a guy who has a Pulitzer nomination." let me give it to him and then he will tell me some pointers and it's going to make it even better and he hates every word of it rob I, he, he hates probably it. is a mets fan yeah
2: no definitely not we don't want him no but you make we this don't want him. you make this story about that she loves the mets and not the yankees changes everything mets are underdogs yeah. the mets are every person yankees are corporate
3: and highfalutin <laughs> yeah, that Yankee corporate drama Is not going to work out here in the bush You mm-hmm. know um, I think that, you're right I think that it does add a different tone to it But uh, it's but it's kind of like plucky. I guess, Yeah, well we like that, right We like the underdog story here this felt like like look let's celebrate let's celebrate yeah. some more now, in the fairness cool I'm I'm, I'm
2: <laughs> tongue is firmly planted in cheek uh with this I thought that bit. that was a nice part of the story about how about her mom and her dad and how they met and uh Reggie Reggie Jackson Day and then how mm-hmm. they do, you know that they tore the stadium down and then because the Mets have that also where like the uh, like the stadium you grew up at isn't there anymore uh so that mm-hmm. the, the, and there was like a like a nice backstory about that but uh didn't need to be all about the Yankees.
3: Listen, as an Astros fan, I too understand. You know, the Astrodome is a, a distant memory for mm-hmm. a Astros fan, and now they play a Minute Maid Park. You know, but you know, I, I I agree. We're we're joking on on the Yankees and their massive success and yeah. how, how how people act about the Yankees. But o- o- overall, she's the problem, right? Like she is the reason why we're making these jokes. She's the drama. Um, yeah, she is. And so he doesn't like her her uh, her piece at all. Uh, and he decides to essentially rewrite it, even though most of her piece is just talking about her own personal life and how it um and how the Yankees and New York sports like, reflect in her upbringing and her life and how how it's made her who she is. And so when he does that, it kind of shows her that maybe they're not on the same page.
2: Chappelle, could you put yourself in Max's situation where you made a podcast and you're seeing somebody, and then you ask this person, to listen to your podcast. You're very nervous. You're going to put it out there. And then she goes in and completely re-edits the podcast.
3: Yeah, she's like, well, you should take out all the cool stuff that's about you out of it, right? And just stick to the facts. Just stick to the data. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that Nick is not a sports fan. So he doesn't have those moments. Don't I think trust that's one him. thing. Yeah, well, that's one thing all sports fans have in common is that we let something that we're not in control of break our hearts on a regular basis, you know, it's like you get invested in it. You root for the team. You follow the team. This team will live and breathe longer than you will ever. And you just have so much of your happiness tied up to it a lot. Uh, And it's kind of like, that's a part of the thrill, right? It's like gambling. It's like you, you go all in on something and then you win or you lose uh, and you do it over and over and over again. And he just doesn't get it. So when she's talking about all these sports moments, he called uh, her piece mawkish. And I had never heard anybody use that term before. I I never heard it either.
2: She's like, I know what it means. Like, oh, I don't. You're better than me. Right.
3: So mockish is what you would describe something that is like uh, overtly sentimental and to a point where it's almost like corny. So, for example, no disrespect to Bachelor Nation, but, you know, I'm talking about like the Bachelor. I thought you were going to talk about the
2: evolution of strategy.
3: No, because that's not, mm, no, no, do, not not sentimental <laughs> enough, probably. Uh, But no, The Bachelor's like, episode one, I'm here to find love and I just don't know what else I'm going to do and how did they not pick me and I just can't even get a date. <laughs> episode one, ep- one episode in and you're already crying and telling us how this is the love of your life and how you do, you know, like, it's like that. And he basically like saying like, you kind of leaning into the sappiness of something that does not have to be that sappy. And she's like, That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's something that's relatable. And it's why that people who are sports fans will resonate with something like that.
2: Yeah. I am not an emotional guy. You know this about me. Mm -hmm. If I was going, if like, if something was going to make me cry, 99% chance it's reading something about sports.
3: Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I look, I'm, I don't. I'm not a crier. I'm not. But when I tell you that if I see like some, like if it's like a, a sports tragedy or something like that in my life, where I like, I was watching and I was really hoping for something big, maybe that might push me to like the edge of emotion. Or if it's something I read about somebody who was in like a sports accident or something, maybe uh, you know, like a, a, a little league player got like, I uh, had a heart attack or something like that playing football. Like that kind of stuff gets to me yeah. because it's like,
2: yeah, but I'm that's so actual tragedy. Like that's actual, like a sports related tragedy. Like I'm saying, like I, I- could read like, uh, a, like a story about like, uh, the 2006 League championship series. And I, and that I could cry.
3: Yeah. But again, it tugs at those moments, right? It's like you were there. And so it's like, dang, I remember how that felt. And I remember, you know, and it's, yeah. So I think for sports fans. Yeah. I think that that's something that as Mac, as she being a huge sports fan, she gets it. We get it this man will never understand it and so I don't really think I have a podcast like this is to answer your question a long version of answer your question I don't think I have a podcast I ever put my whole soul into because I don't like to talk about not myself not yet um, yeah not yet um, I, but I don't like to talk about myself yeah. so it's kind of like so there, it's really hard for you to like remove the Chappelle from the podcast because it's like it's not even about me anyway but for her this was very much the story of her life as an OG fan as somebody who grew up in the fandom and has been in, in, in the streets in the New York streets for forever. So she knows the stories that everybody knows and she can tie them all into her own upbringing uh, in a way that's relatable to most people. Okay. I want to talk about
2: this whole ploy that she does to win over Nick Russell because she's going to enlist the whole crew. These are some good friends. Best friends. They're Could you imagine awesome. you had like a group of friends and then no. you're like, hey, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to no. start stalking this woman. You're all like, in on Bit. it. Okay. Okay. What do we do? All right. Tell me where to go, boss. You guys sit outside a yoga class, get on the walkie talkie. Tell me when she comes out, then mm-hmm. tell me where she goes. All right. You hack into her Google account. <laughs> find, out, the Google account. <laughs> find out all the email subscriptions. She's on. I am this friend. Okay. You put an air tag
3: on her car. Let's see where she's going. All right. Some of this is a federal offense. (laughs) I think just just standing outside the bookstore and letting me know when she shows up. That's one thing, but dear God. Okay. But how did they know
2: all the stuff before then? There was several like violations of privacy for sure.
3: It was a hundred percent stalking. Yeah. But they just, they did their due diligence. Look, I I cannot judge. I am a a Facebook stalker. If you tell me that you are into somebody and like all we have is their name, say no more. I got it. Let me cook. I will tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I I can I I have done some amazing work, but it's just Facebook. I'm not hacking nobody's account. This is all public information. But again, I'm the guy you go to for that. I don't have nobody to go to for that, and that's okay because I don't need nobody because I got that. I got that under wraps. But she planned this to the T where they would say, okay, they started this weeks in advance. I think. Easier to just go and introduce yourself than to go, go the no play the play. Listen, for weeks, she goes, or at least days, she goes to the same bookstore over and over again because she knows eventually he's going to have a book signing there because they've already looked it up. So they know he's coming to do a book signing, a book reading, I guess. And so she's going there every day to make a rapport with the head of the bookstore so that when he shows up, she can bump into him and be like, Oh, what are you doing at my bookstore? He's like, Oh, look, she's hoity toity, just like me. Mm-hmm. She likes books. She likes books and this lady at the front desk knows her name she must be so well read like myself and so that's the first move she also makes sure that she bumps into him on time she has um Damon Wayans junior character Adam reading his actual book to let her know the hot spots here's the things you should know about it here's you know she can't be bothered to actually do any research on him that's not facebook stalking mm-hmm. and that's not part of the plan then I think the other friend is trying to decide, like, I mean, trying to figure out what like what he orders at the bar when he goes to what is what's his drink order, what's his favorite food? They're doing all that and quizzing her and making sure that she's ready for the time where they ultimately like strike. But I really think she could have just walked up to him and said, Hey, remember that one night stand we had that one time? Mm-hmm. You want to be friends? You want to try to get to know each other, or did you just you at least want to have sex again? Like mm-hmm. you, I just feel like there's, there's there's like a shortcut to this. Yeah. But their way is more fun. What's the extent
2: of what you would do to impress somebody? would you watch uh, uh a, the entire series of a show that you didn't care about?
3: yeah yeah I think I would do that mm-hmm. but I think that's the extent I think like because it's still in my wheelhouse it's like oh I have to watch something on television okay cool yeah. I can I can do that I gotta watch something I don't like that's fine I'll do it like've done I that like right right exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I think I'll do that. There, but I do have my limits because I'm not like, I'm like, that's not impressing people. is not it doesn't move me? Okay, I kind of I'm not gonna acquire a taste. Like if you want me, you already know. Okay. If you don't like. there's nothing I can do to impress you. All right,
2: let me flip it around. Okay. Okay. So one of my big problems with this movie is that Nick never finds out what happened. That I was waiting for mm. a scene in the movie. It's like, wait, you were. Following me, you like you were under false pretenses. He never finds out the whole movie. They, they never, they, it never gets back to him. What if you were in his position? Would you?
3: And I found out.
2: And you you found out. Now, are you offended or are you kind of flattered? Somebody went to all this trouble just to try to impress you. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's the answer. Yes. I think, offended, I'd be, I think I'd be flattered. Offended and flattered. I'd yes. be like, what? You've been running game on me? Because see, this is the way my lizard brain works, right? If I hear that you've been tricking me, then now I know I cannot trust you. Because more than likely, if we've gotten this far, I I in my mind have given you a level of trust. So I've I've handed that to you. Now you're saying I've been lying to you. So you just gave me that back. So now I'm looking at you like I don't trust you. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, But you look, you like me. Like you went through all that for me. Now I'm in charge, I'm the captain. Now, so now, <laughs> so like, now. <laughs> yeah, now, now you've messed up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, Oh, you really like me, huh? So, you, listen, don't get caught if you're doing this kind of thing, <laughs> don't get caught because somebody like me is going to exploit that. Like, oh, yeah, you were willing to do all that for me. That's crazy because I really, man, I really, really could use some money right now. That's crazy <laughs> that rent is due. This is why I'm, I hate to be homeless, you know, so, so just. Pay okay, my rent. Yeah, send me some money. Send me some cash. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna flip the script on you. You better not. T- you better not tell me you can't. I can't trust you because at that point, this is a this is a done deal.
2: Okay. So in this movie, mm-hmm. Mac desperately wants a drawer at Nick's place. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, not to get personal. Ask away. Would you or have you ever given away a drawer? Not your drawers. Mm-
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, uh, that's a different uh, question. Drawer. Okay, not my drawers. No, no. See, here's my thing, and this is a this is a Chappelle thing, but I feel like many people can relate to this. I do not like to be trapped in anything. When I'm done, I want to be done. I don't. I'm not the like, come over and get your things. <laughs> like I kind of, I'm about to move. Like I'm. I mean, when I locked the door that time, I shut the door and like, whoo. Okay, that's over. The drawer with. is good so, though. No. You could just dump out the drawer. Yeah, but where are you gonna put it? Then you're just like, oh, I'm gonna in, put in a box on the, on the, to the left. <laughs> exactly. That's for Beyonce. That ain't for me. <laughs> and Beyonce just be talking because her ass wouldn't put nobody out. Her, her Jay z still going strong. Um, but yeah, no, for me, no, you don't. Don't leave anything here. Uh, strategically, specifically, I watch a lot of television, so I know all the like the goofy strategies that people can use to make their way back into your home. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't even. I really don't even want to draw at your place. What I really want is a bag. I need like a little, a like bag. a drawstring backpack, a drawstring <laughs> backpack. And I'm going to keep that backpack in my car. You never, I don't, I don't make a, I don't uh, nest. I had a, um, <laughs> I had a, a coworker, friend, acquaintance, yeah. once tell me that like, I don't nest well, because she was uh, talking about, uh, I, I had not uh, left anything at her house. Uh, and also my desk was bare at, at work. Um, but Rob, if you check out my lovely background here on the But Netflix, as you can see, there's nothing here. I do not You're nest. It's not a thing I a do. A blank slate. I'm a no- I, I, don't, I don't like to make roots in anything unless I have to. And so if you told me, here's a drawer for you, it will remain empty. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, I just can't. I, if you get something in that drawer, you did it against my will. <laughs> so... It's just not for me. Now, this whole plot was not for me.
2: Okay. So they're going around and they're doing all these things and she's going to run into past him jogging. And then they go to uh, this outdoor movie night. Enter Liza Koshy. Um, I know her best from Double Dare.
3: I'm sorry, what? You know this woman <laughs> from Double Dare? Yeah. The friend? In what way? She used to be on
2: uh, the, uh, Double Dare. She's in Good Burger too.
3: She was in Double Dare. Did you watch? No. Now she's in the recent Double Dare. <laughs> oh, you, your kids watch Double Dare? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it? out how you how you know her from Double Dare. That's what yeah, they've thinking. had it on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Because I'm like, my Double Dare. This woman was not there. No. Matter of fact, she was not alive when my Double Dare was. Uh, Do you know her,
2: <laughs> Liza no, Koshy? This
3: person,
2: no. No. She's good. She's person, funny.
3: Yeah, no, she was very funny. I think that she kind of stole many of the scenes that she was in. Apparently, she was a comic from uh she started on like Vine, um, mm-hmm. and she was making Vine videos. And then eventually she worked her way up to Nickelodeon. Obviously, um, she's done some acting in the fact in the past. She did Boo, a Medea Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, she was in My Little Pony, Rob, the one that you made me watch <laughs> that we ref- refused to talk about on nothing but Netflix. What do you remember mean I that? made you watch it? You told me we were gonna talk about my little pony, Rob. I still have the notes to this day because one day you're gonna pay what you owe. I didn't forget. I don't remember. I that. know way too much. You're gonna remember now, damn it. <laughs> I <laughs> You don't make clown you in front of these Netflix listeners. Um <laughs> you made me watch my little pony. You will not see any gas. I don't, I don't recall. No, you I don't care. I don't recall <laughs> run, run back to tape. Somebody yeah. clip it. I know it's footage around here somewhere.
2: Okay. Maybe do I have cognitive decline?
3: No, you are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> that is <off>. all.
2: <laughs> so, I want to go back to uh the friends that they have because they they, mm-hmm. they kind of do a lot of the the plays that they run, it's like they just like abandon people. Um that when that they're trying to go to the symphony or the opera or whatever. And he's there with like top knot. She's a doctor. They get her like page to go to the hospital. I don't know what they told her. Uh, Also again, I think a crime. And so they get her to leave to go to the hospital. And then she tells Nick He's like, Oh, I'm here with my brother, but he's not having fun. And he's like, Oh, well, do you want to, do you want to sit with me? It's like, uh, Pretty yeah. like horrible person to just like abandon your brother. What did she just text him? Like, oh, you can go home now. I met somebody.
3: Rob, she doesn't have a brother. No,
2: I understand that.
3: But yeah. like, what does the guy think? <laughs> the guy, yeah, she said he was having an awful time. Maybe she said, Hey, like, go home. And mm-hmm. look, like, he don't care. Listen, to this point, this is like the grand finale of the scheme, right? So prior to this, they've bumped into each other at the um at, at the bookstore. They bumped into each other while running, but she didn't stop and talk. It was just kind of like, hey, I keep seeing this girl around. Where does, what does that mean? They set up the elaborate plan at the picnic where uh, he showed up and, and her, she and Ashley were hanging out and Ashley was being drunk. And she's like, oh, I would hang out with you, but I just don't have the time. Bye. So by now, he's kind of like, nah, kick it with me. So what if your brother, your brother hates this. Tell him to go home. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure your brother just caught a cab.
2: Okay. So. She's going to end up having a double date. Uh, she gets told by Nick that she's fun. Uh, that's that's not good. Uh, she doesn't really love it uh that that she's fun. I think so. Then I want to make sure I have the order of events right. So then Adam has a, a woman that, is, that he is seeing. It's Ego Nuotem from SNL. And mm-hmm. she's here, she's very funny. And um, although her character in this film is just like, she has a big appetite and nice teeth.
3: um, She has amazing teeth, just in general. She's a a, a dental hygienist in the movie, but I don't think her character has like a huge appetite. It's just But that she's ordering so many things at the brunch. They well, they, the goal was like to have a communal brunch. They wanted to share food. They're like, oh, let's get this. You try a little of ours. You try a little of theirs. Dah, 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 dah. And... And I've never been, I, you know, I'm not a big food sharer, but at a brunch, I get it. Cause there's like, oh, the menu is so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's whole stuff. It's kind of like, do I want to try their chicken and waffles? Or do I want to try their, their version of this dish? I guess I could, let me just get a piece of yours. Like I, I think that's what she was going for. He was going for it. Uh, Mac was going for it, but raggedy ass Nick was like, <laughs> I don't share food. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. do that. I don't, because of, what did he say? Was it Because, because of, uh, like, people uh, could
2: poison him. Listen, yeah, Nick, me. if people are trying to poison you, that's the best time to share food, okay? Right. You that's share. You say let's let's just you say, "Hey, let's just get a bunch of stuff for the table and share." And then you watch to see if anybody else dies.
3: And then
2: right. then you move in.
3: He doesn't he doesn't watch movies, Rob, cuz everybody knows this move. It's like, "Oh, thank you for this drink. Have some." Mm-hmm. And then you stare at them until they drink it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, "Okay, okay, cool." And then you drink it, yeah, later, although hours later
2: he is kind of a punchable guy. I think that, like, I can see why people would want to poison him.
3: Right, he doesn't seem likable. He doesn't seem fun. I don't like this guy. Like uh, anybody who uses fun as a uh, as a negative thing. Kind of like yeah, you just made an enemy out of Chappelle. Yeah. This is Tom Ellis. Rob, do you know Tom Ellis from anything else?
2: So I looked at his IMDb. I know he's from Lucifer, is his big show. But I,
3: I'm yeah, not a Lucifer. Lucifer watcher. Lucifer is actually a pretty good show. Um, but yeah, uh, are you I a Lucifer guy? I watched the first season. Um, yeah, but uh Lucifer Morningstar is way more likable than this guy. Mm-hmm. Way more and he's the devil. <laughs> well, the devil's he's very likable. Devil. I mean, this I'm picking the devil over uh over Nick here every time. Sorry.
2: I mean, the devil typically has like a lot of charm. I
3: mean, yeah, Nick is not the devil because he is boring. He's mm-hmm. not charming at all.
2: Yeah. So yeah, they go on the double date, and Damon Wayans is acting like uh, being very weird. But obviously, that we see here that they have a lot more chemistry than her and Nick. Uh, that he does something, though. His favorite food is a whole Branzino.
3: Yeah, that's Nick's favorite food, whole Branzino. And so Mac is like, I'll have the whole Branzino. Nick has the whole Branzino. And so um, Claire. Have you ever had whole uh, Branzino? I've never had half Branzino. I've never had a piece of Branzino. And I know you the have th-
2: You have uh, shellfish allergies. Uh, mm-hmm. Do
3: you ever eat the non-shelly fish? Yeah, I like regular fish. Regular mm-hmm. fish is cool, but I've never had Branzino. I've only heard about it in television. Uh, I think in Abbott Elementary. Yeah, what's Melissa so great Chimanty about a Branzino?
2: Like, like, I, don't, I don't know. I thought this
3: was, like, regional. Yeah, why do you have to have the Branzino?
2: Branzino? I've never had it. Uh, Well, why why do you have a whole Branzino and not, like, a Branzino filet?
3: You want all the parts, right? You want all the cool stuff. But what's so good about Branzino Branzino parts? There's no other, like, I'll have the whole tuna. (laughs) People eat the whole fish sometimes, like, for catfish and stuff. Like, you know, you can get fish filet. You can get fish nuggets. But I think uh, sometimes they get the... The 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 branzino whole, but why I don't is branzino why, again, the only
2: whole fish? Yeah, like I'll have a whole swordfish.
3: I've seen people eat whole other fishes. Yeah, like what? I just again like catfish, but I don't think even I don't think catfish is like a like uh, the catfish is a real fish. I think I'll have a whole fish. trout, I a mean, fake. Uh, yeah, a whole trout. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. I don't know why you would want that. What, what's the difference between just saying, I'll have the Branzino, please? You know, like, I think have you to have to whole? like the face. And that's the thing. This restaurant obviously serves it. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's like, they're like making special allowances for Nick, the Branzino guy. It's just like, oh, yeah, you'll have the whole Branzino. It's number two. On Can our I get menu. a whole
2: Branzino on DoorDash?
3: Next time I see you, Rob. We're Chicago, having the whole Branzino? You are. You are having the whole Branzino. Yeah,
2: I am not. Okay, I mean, it sounds a little like could be like a code. Do you
3: do you eat the Let's brand-zino? just say I mean, she had the whole Branzino. Para ping, you know. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. There was there there were moments that were cold in here. I just think this was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be involved in this. The whole Branzino. This is not for me. I, Rob, I I assumed you had tried Branzino before.
2: No. No, it's too bougie.
3: Oh, the fish itself is bougie. Yeah. Got like a top hat and a monocle like Mr. Peanut.
2: You know, I don't order fish in a restaurant often. I find that, look, I'm at the restaurant and the last thing I want at the restaurant is to leave hungry. And sometimes I feel like that the fish, it's like a little portion.
3: Yeah, we're looking at you, salmon. That's a waste. Yeah, look, I've never gotten full off of salmon. It's just, they, don't know, they don't give me enough. They don't give me enough. I need more. Don't tell Sam uh, tell more. That's
2: one, one of his favorites.
3: That's why they call him Sam. Strong <laughs> for salmon, <laughs> salmon more. He says more salmon. Sometimes I'll, I'll think about the fish and I have to say, like, a, how, like, how, how, big is it? Is it like a? I guess if you have a whole branzino, have you tried ordering the whole one, Rob? <laughs> never tried the whole. You talk whole all that family. shit. <laughs> yeah. Next time, order the whole fish, and you won't have that problem.
2: <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
3: Swordfish is another one. That's a. That is a, a, like, a like a like a like um. A savory piece of fish. Yeah. I just never get enough. You get never you sword. never get full. Yeah, I need more swordfish. Uh I had a big old chunk of swordfish one time and it was good. But I mean, the seconds later, I was like, please, sir, can I have some more?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was All right. Bring me more. There you go. All right. Um, what else from this movie? They went to, go to
3: chess boxing at one point. That was weird. Now, did you know chess boxing was a real sport? No, it's not real. Is it? Did, you didn't even bother to look I it up. Did, I didn't look it up. Is chess boxing real? Yes. Chess boxing is a hybrid sport that combines two traditional disciplines chess and, you guessed it, boxing. <laughs> two con- I, combatants I mean, it sounds play- pretty good now that I, I thought it was fake for the movie. No, there's a world chess boxing organization and association as well that governs chess boxing and making sure that everybody plays by the the rules. Yeah. So you alternate between playing a, a round of chess and then doing a round of boxing yeah. until you either get knocked out or you get a, a couple bait. of shots to the head and then you
2: come back to the chessboard and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> right. It's like
3: playing playing a uh, chess with a uh, a contusion.
2: Right, because you know? it's, like, it's like, like you were good at chess,
3: but are you good now? It's like, "Oh, <laughs> he's
2: like he's got him on the ropes in the chess and then then you got him on the ropes in the boxing and then you come back and it's like, "Wait, what was I doing?"
3: Yeah, um, the Mogul Chess Boxing Championship was held at the Gallon Center in LA. Yeah, uh, and it says uh, they've been on. They put this on YouTube and got over three hundred and fifteen thousand views on YouTube. Certain events. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a big deal. So you could win by knockout or technical knockout in boxing. You could win by checkmate. You could <laughs> lose due to exceeding the chess game's time control. If you're doing like fast yeah. chess. Or you can lose by resignation in either discipline. So if you're yeah. tired of getting your ass whooped and you can't figure out how to win in chess, you could just quit. It's pretty interesting um,
2: where it's like you might be a good boxer, but you suck at chess. Or you might be uh, like an amazing chess player and then just like go, go in the ring and just like run around and uh, hide from the guy for the three minutes.
3: Right. It's kind of like, do you feel like you can beat Mike Tyson in uh, <laughs> chess boxing? Because you just like go, like go and
2: hide and just cover your face right. enough if you're good enough Would, chess player.
3: Right, which is which? Like, which round do you have first? Do you have chess first, or do you have boxing first? Because I think if I start with chess, no, I'm still losing. Mike Tyson's whooping my ass in this sport every time. I re- I, re- I want to see him do this. I want to see like a, a prize fighter, like a real like uh, heavyweight champion, known for yeah. their knockouts, do this and see how like how long you can prolong this fight by just playing a decent round of chess. Mm-hmm. So. We get towards the
2: end of the movie. She gets Nick to read her feature. He's like putting her off, putting her off. He finally reads it. He hates it. He has a bunch of notes. And then she talks to him about it. And and he's so horrible to her when he talks about why he gave the notes.
3: Well, she's like, so babe, um you didn't read my thing yet. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get to it. And her friends are like, it's literally two and a half pages. Like, you could just read that on the toilet. It's fine. It doesn't take that long. And so come to find out, she's he's like, yeah, I liked it. She said, well, do you want to give some notes? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll email them to you. How about that? And so what he does is he emails her all of the revisions and just basically rewrote it and put in little, like in the little mm-hmm. boxes, like, oh, here's why, here are the changes that I made. He's basically like, you're a writer, but I'm a very, I'm a very good writer. And so my, my writing trumps yours and yours isn't good enough. And so he sends her back all the changes without all the, um, without all the sentimental things that she put into it. And so she finally was like, hey, you changed that without talking to me. He's like, because mm-hmm. it was bad it was bad you're gonna like get it. fired i had yeah, to. Come to come to find out he's known for three weeks that this woman was getting fired he's known mm-hmm. for three weeks and said nothing he's just like yeah i thought i'd rewrite it and keep your job she's like well that's not i mean why wouldn't you tell me i was getting fired she's yeah
2: like,
3: i don't know you work for a newspaper that's what y'all do y'all get fired I don't know.
2: yeah i mean what did you expect mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, she's like, well, I knew that. I knew I could get fired. I know I work at a newspaper, dummy. I just thought my boyfriend would tell me. He's like, but I got you a shelf. Mm-hmm. So eventually, uh, a, a drawer. So eventually she does break up with him and says, well, you know what? Not for me. This yeah. guy sucked.
2: Okay. Yeah, and then ultimately uh, she goes back and tells uh, Adam about all of this. And then, um, you know, I really, Chappelle, it wasn't just on the podcast. In my notes, I started calling him Alex.
3: No, his name is Adam, and she goes to her friends, and she's (laughs) like, "I just want to make just be clear,
2: I didn't, (laughs) I didn't just screw it up on the podcast. In my notes, uh, it has all about how uh, that uh, she told Alex that uh, that they tell Mac that Alex is in love with her.
3: Yeah, I mean, Alex Mac is a real thing. You know, those two names go together. You know, they just do. And so, I think that maybe his name should have been Alex, but no, his name is Adam. At some point in the film, they start calling him Ads." As ads. well, like short for Adam. Yeah, it's like, hey, ads, what are you got going on today? I'm like, ads? That's not short for Adam, but okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, she goes and tells her friends, hey, uh, we broke up, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, have you told Adam? And she's like, I don't know where he's at. He's on like a date or something like that with Claire. Come to find out, he's not on a date with Claire. He's not on a date with Claire at all. Because they run into Claire and she's dating some other guy. She's like, I broke up with Adam a while ago. Like, what what are you talking about? He's been saying he's been dating you. No. After that ridiculous-ass brunch where it was very obvious that y'all two were in love with each other, I left because it was ridiculous. Y'all are psychopaths. Ride or die, but psychopaths. Mm -hmm. And she tells Mac to her face, Adam is in love with you. Figure this out. And so that's when we find out that the entire friend group knows that Adam has been in love with her. We know that Adam and Mac dated for a little while, years ago. But apparently, it didn't work out because she was going through the loss of her mom and she was really sad. And he felt kind of awkward, you know, trying to pursue her in a time where she was obviously not herself. And so they ended up in the friend zone. And now she has all the information. She knows that Adam has always loved her and she probably loves Adam too. That yeah. might be who she should be uh, going after, but he's just not around right now.
2: We really like yada yada the uh, getting together of Adam and Mac, that it, it was a lot of like, Mac, can't you see? Obviously, he loves you and you love him. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Uh, Like, oh, (laughs) you're right. I guess
3: we're we're together now. Like, he doesn't,
2: (laughs) it wasn't even him that did any of the convincing. It was like the friends, like, hey, idiot, like, don't you know that this is a romantic comedy and you're the two leads and you're supposed to get together by the end of the movie? Like, oh my God.
3: Why did I think of that? It's like, oh, I've wasted all this time running plays, and so yeah, she they do so they do a play. Yeah, they do this elaborate scheme to get him to the to to the Yankee Stadium, so that she could make this grand proposal in front of the most romantic place on earth, because this is where dreams are made of, Rob. Mm-hmm. And so she comes to him, and she's like. Oh my God! It's you! It's always been you. I just blah, blah, blah the Yankees, baby, blah 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 blah. Baseball, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like you had me at hello, and it's mm. like I, I love you too, baby girl. And I was like, wait, that's it? That's uh, it? That's it? I said, yeah, yeah. I was like I love you. I love you. Okay, I, I gotta go into the game. Good, yeah, first pitch is starting. Have you ever had someone tell you that they loved you and you did not know?
2: <laughs> hmm. No.
3: I have. Not great. Okay. It does not go great all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh. So anyway, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't really like you better. Hope that it was uh, reciprocated or uh it could be a very awkward conversation. Yeah. I'll just say that. But, but, luckily, but if, you, if you if you have the game it. of
2: the excuse of like
3: ah, I gotta the game is starting. Uh baseball two minutes <laughs> from now, gotta be up in the press box. It's the Yankees. I don't know if you heard. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it works out. They kiss. They live happily ever after. We or we don't. We don't listening. know. I mean, they live happily ever after until the credits. We at least. At least <laughs> we did, they do not even go on one date. They don't have to go on a date. They already know everything about each other. Mm-hmm. They've already. They've already been romantically involved in the past. They're just giving it another shot.
2: Yeah. All right. That was what we had to say about this. Uh, I feel like this is a new segment. I want to bring up is Ooh, that. I like segments. Uh, Let's check in the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this film.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? Okay. All right. Uh kind of a mid uh review uh 45% on the Tomato Meter.
3: Okay. Okay. That's that's, that's fine. Mhm. Okay. It's not great. Just, um, I, I wouldn't
2: say this was. The Chicago Tribune said, "Players is a per- perfectly fine, occasionally better than fine." Romantic comedy starring well known TV actors who know their way around this type of material. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That that that's that's a safe review. I mm-hmm. don't think anything was crazy edgy about the movie. Yeah. I don't think it was hilarious. I think it was fun. Okay. Um in a good way.
2: Here's one. This is from
3: Valerie
2: Calfrin from AWFJ.org. While it's refreshing to see a female protagonist who enjoys sex, players strikes out. <laughs>
3: um, the alliance of women film journalists are Okay, not so a fan. they like that.
2: Well, they like that <laughs> she liked sex, but then other than that. Okay? Um,
3: yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was. Yeah, this is not a role that we see in a lot of uh, popular media where, like, you know, there's a woman protagonist who is not looked yeah. at and slut shamed for for just doing the same thing that the, her male there's counterparts no are doing There's no slut shaming in this movie.
2: The only Yankee no. shaming.
3: Only yeah, well, only on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we we did all the shaming here. Well,
2: you know, I think where I got confused is that she's Gina Rodriguez, and I
3: keep calling about Alex. I think that maybe I'm thinking of a Rod. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe. I thought you were gonna say you were thinking about Gina Torres, and that's a whole different podcast for us.
2: Gina Torres, okay. Mm-hmm. Um all right, and then uh Rogerebert.com, Sheila O'Malley says the tropes are so front and center that real life barely has any room to breathe. Two out of four stars. Ma'am, what do we want? Uh is this a documentary? <laughs> real life like, has there weren't enough room tropes.
3: <laughs> I, I- my argument would probably be there wasn't enough baseball. Like wasn't I enough think baseball. That, right. Because I think that the grand finale of this was just that, like the New York baseball of it all was like who she was at her core. And that was like that's what she used in her big love reveal to him. Like, no, I'm outside of the Yankees game telling you that I love you and that all the things that I wrote in that were true, and you already knew those things about me because we were together, blah blah blah. But this is my story told. She told that uh she told uh Nick. She said, you didn't like my uh, my article. And the article was me in paper, like me on paper. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they don't give you a lot of that. Like you get that she really likes sports, but I think that maybe that's what they should have leaned into more. But as far as like real life being yeah. in the movie, it's like, bruh, these people are just having a good time. Stop. Does Adam even care about the Yankees? He cares about her. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was the, that was his point. He was like, Nick doesn't like the food that she likes. Nick doesn't like sports. Nick doesn't like this. Nick doesn't like that. He thinks she's mawkish, blah, 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 blah. But he at least needs to like those things about her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she don't even like those, he don't even like those things about you. And then he asked her, because they do get, eventually get in a big argument about this prior to them getting together. He's like, what do you, what do you even like in him? And she doesn't have an answer. She just kind of wants to be taken seriously at this point in her mm-hmm. life and thinks that she needs a serious relationship. She She's looking for that bougie-ness that Nick is just, has just oozing from his pores.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, that is players. Uh, Players. Players. Uh, Chappelle, that I heard an interesting stat the other day just on our Nothing But Netflix podcast. I was listening to a podcast and they said that a movie we covered on Nothing But Netflix last year. They said that the movie, there was one Netflix movie that was streamed as much on Netflix as people watched. Barbie in theaters as many minutes and that movie was The Mother The Mother The Mother by JLo
3: and we never got a The Mother sequel
2: we never got a Mother Remember sequel the daughter? Not, not yet
3: not yet yeah we we were waiting for the daughter the daughter uh, the daughter uh the the stepmother we yeah. didn't get none of that isn't stuff. that
2: interesting i mean some of this netflix stuff is i think it's hard to tell Because I think a lot of times people just have it on, but I don't know if they're really paying attention to it.
3: Well, that and we really have a show of the week format here on Netflix. So we move on very quickly. We watch The Mother and Mm -hmm. then now we're on to the next project where some people might have rewatched The Mother and then maybe like, hey, invited their friends over. Hey, we watched The Mother. Come watch The Mother with us. It's going to love it. (laughs) And so people came over and watched The Mother. Was it Mother's Day also when it came out? I don't think so, but I think if, if it was a and wait a minute, it, it was around Super Bowl, I think. I think it was around this time last year, actually. Mm. Um, cause remember J Lo had done her Super Bowl performance. Or maybe that was when we were talking about the Super Bowl. We've talked about a lot, J Lo.
2: hold on. You're getting you're all over the place. You're like bouncing around through time. Okay. Yeah. J Lo performed at the Super Bowl the last time the 49ers played the Chiefs. So that was like the uh, like uh February 2020 was when J-Lo did the Super Bowl. And we talked about the the J-Lo documentary, documentary, which talked about that, but The Mother uh, came out in the spring of last year.
3: Oh, was it Mother's Day?
2: I don't... Let me see. The Mother, uh, Netflix, dropped... See, does this show um it dropped May 12th, 2023? So, yeah, I think it was Mother's Day 2023. Oh, and I think that the yeah. JLo documentary was in uh the summer of 2022. I
3: don't know, There's a lot of JLo here, a lot of JLo podcast. stuff, yeah, yeah. But apparently, she's pulling a lot of weight. If the mother was as popular as Barbie, then okay, mm-hmm. good, good for the mother, yeah, okay,
2: Chappelle, next time out. Another Mm -hmm. big
3: release coming
2: to Netflix, okay? Netflix has got a lot of big stuff right now. The Last Airbender.
3: Yeah, The Last Airbender, which Netflix has been teasing for months at this point. Like, I just stopped trying to read on the new and popular page what's coming soon because every week it says The Last Airbender, and every week it's just like, worth the wait. It's coming. You know, I was like, all right, well, let me know whenever it's time. I think it's finally time. Yeah, so
2: it's a series, The Last Airbender,
3: that was a movie. Uh, I thought it was a movie too, but I guess it is a series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think if the premiere drops, I think we should talk about it, or okay. I should talk about it. Right. should Talk about it. Um. So Avatar: The
2: Last Airbender. Chappelle's mm-hmm. got this on nothing but Netflix.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna see who I can find to talk about it with. Cause uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn off. over
2: the keys to Chappelle for nothing but Netflix for some solo missions.
3: It's finally happening, y'all! Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, Rob, 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 Rob. Yeah. a Madea family funeral is coming too. Okay, it's coming next week. So that's dropping that's on March That's also next 1st. week? Okay, so this is... Well, so that's dropping on March fourth, 1st, and the last Airbender is dropping on... This, this th- Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yes, so I think we have our next two weeks, if
2: that's cool with Perfect. you. Perfect, okay. So you take Airbender. I'll be back with you to talk about Medea.
3: Yes, and hopefully we can get the gang back together and get AJ uh, Norris, the kid Norris, to come join us. He's a very busy man these days, but I, w- I would love for him to come talk to us about Medea again because we had a good time last time.
2: Okay, uh, let's make that
3: happen. All right, Chappelle,
2: what else is going on for you?
3: Um, I'm spending a lot of time at the Kickback on RecapKickback.com talking about... Uh, whatever I want to talk about, Mario and I have been ranking the top five black movies in various genres for the month of February and it's been a great time. So people can check out RecapKickback.com, join the Facebook community at RecapKickback.com slash Facebook and follow us on social media uh, wherever you get your social media, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast, like it, click like on YouTube, all that good stuff, show some love, and then let me know what else you want me to talk about. Because if Rob and I can't cover it on nothing but Netflix, I got another swing at it over on recap kickback. So let me know, keep me posted and uh, follow at Recap kickback on Twitter and on all platforms at this point.
2: And all the streaming sites too. Uh, then not just the Netflix stuff you got, you've got, you've got a, a vehicle
3: to go anywhere. I can do what I want. Do it. I- so, uh, I'm grown. And so, uh, yeah, come holler at me. It'll, it'll be a good time. Yeah. So subscribe to recap, kickback, wherever you get your podcast. Now, if you love listening to
2: Chappelle, talk about movies, check out this week's episode of Robin and Kevenita podcast where Chappelle and Allie Lasher joined us to talk about 2007's wild hogs. We got the hogs all together and we got out on the open road to talk about a wild movie from 2007 on this week's Robert Keevanita podcast. That was a very fun podcast.
3: It was a great time. I was very happy to be invited back for a nap. It had been a while since I've been on Renap, uh, but to be back with Ali and then talking to y'all about this ridiculous movie from a, a long time mm-hmm. ago uh, that I remembered and somehow still remember it. it. It was a good time. It was definitely a good time. I strongly recommend people check it out. Okay. Fun not the one. movie the podcast yes
2: fun one here today to talking about players and so thank you so much chappelle uh thank you all so much for joining us and uh don't be afraid to subscribe to the nothing but netflix podcast feed go to robin's website.com slash netflix feed take care everybody have a good one
0: bye